It's Stick to Sports with Logan, Adam, and Noah. Welcome to the Stick to Sports podcast, where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It's Noah. It's Logan. And it's supposed to say Adam, but he's not here with us for this episode. But he'll be back next time. He will. Um, we have a lot to talk about been today. Going for a while. It. What? Yeah, a while. Okay, we could. We might rant a lot. But um, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about a little bit of basketball, a little bit of a Ja-Zion controversy. Um, What's going on with the Rockets, Um, the races for the eighth seed in the respective conferences, and some trade talk, Knicks talk, Jason Tatum talk. We're going to go on to the XFL. What's going on in the XFL? Some crazy stuff. Um, Also, look at Logan's article on the Six of Sports blog. The Power Rankings. Um, and then we'll end out with some NCAA basketball, some movement in the polls, and we'll see what's happening yeah, there. for March Madness. Yeah, cannot. Are we in March? We're in March. Yeah, oh my goodness, March. I just realized that. We're almost there. Um, but right now, let's talk about Ja and Zion. Zion Williamson mm. has played, he started as of January 13th, or 21st, one of the dates. He's, he, uh, he started playing um, after missing... Almost like the entire season with a torn meniscus. Um, also, side note, how serious is a torn meniscus injury? I don't know. Because, like, everybody tears their mes- meniscus. It kept him out for a while, so maybe it is pretty serious. Um, but he's come in and he's averaged 24.1 points, 6.8 rebounds in 15 games. And he looks like, he looks really good. He does look good. Uh, he is very big and he gets to the... He gets the points in the paint, and he's dominating other NBA centers or forwards, and he looks very good. Um, I think that he may be, his contribution to the Pelicans is helping them, but I think it's also a team effort. I think people are overhyping Zion and what he's doing, but their entire team has been good. Uh and Brennan, oh, 35 points. So yes, exactly. <laughs> Zion. Well, he yeah, he is very dominant. He is having a great stretch here. I think he scored 20 points in every game he's played this season. Yep. He's done, he got 30 points in his first 15 games, which has never, hasn't been done since AI, I think. Um, Him, him and Michael Jordan, him, Michael Jordan, and AI are the only people to um have um, had so many uh, had that stretch of like thirty three time three time thirty point games in their first fifteen. Yeah, so he's he's having a pretty good start to the start to his career. Um, but but I think John Morant is having a better season because he's had a longer season. Um, the so apparently the odds for Ja to win Rookie of the Year went. Like down like crazy because we all knew that Ja was a lock basically. Yes, I said like he was the guy who was gonna win, but that's also because Zion wasn't playing. But you have to think how good is like how important is Zion to the Pelicans team? Because ever since he's played, they've been a different basketball team. You say that it's been a team effort, but he adds a new dimension to the offense. He does because not a lot of teams know how to stop him. Yes, like, this is true. He is just manhandling NBA starting centers. And I don't know how I don't know I don't know how they stop him. He's like it's it's crazy the the physical like dominance he has against these centers and these forwards. Like it's also not worth noting that he's um, shooting 59% from the field. He's also played 15 games, though. Yes, but... So that'll probably we're, decrease. We're, but you're saying he's a, he's averaging um, he's averaging 24 points, 6.8 rebounds, um, shooting 59% from the field, which, if this continues throughout his career, it would be a rookie record. It'd be better than Shaq. It'd be better than Shaq, who shot 56%. And he's shooting at least 15 times a game, but he's also averaging... Oh, less than 30 minutes. Like, I think he's averaging less minutes than, slightly less minutes than Ja. And I'm looking at this. If you look at their per 36 numbers or even go further and look at their per 100 possessions, you know how much Zion is averaging per 100 possessions? Almost 40 points per game. That's and I know, obviously, the stat heads are going to be like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you love the analytics, but... On a pure basketball standpoint, watching it, 
the Pelicans are a much better team without him. And Zion is a great player. He is a great player. The see, uh, Jaw. We go to Jaw. He's averaging seventeen point seven points a game. He got and about seven assists. Um, I still think the fact that Zion hasn't pl- is not going to be able to play almost an entire season means he should not get the Rookie of the Year. For the lowest amount of games a Rookie of the Year has play- played in the history of the NBA is 50. Um, with that Vince was, Carter and Patrick, yeah. Patrick Ewing. So, if both Zion and Ja play the rest of the season, all the games, Ja will have played 76 games, and Zion will have played 37 games. I think one of the... It's um, only about half of the games. Just about half. You, I think half. another one you could compare this to was Joel Embiid's quote-unquote rookie season after, you know, he missed like two years. Yeah. Um, I believe Malcolm Brogdon won um, rookie of the year that year. And I, I don't know if it's... I think it was Malcolm Brogdon who won rookie of the year that year. And... Joel Embiid won. They said that he should have. He got. I think he finished in second place, um, for um, for voting that year, and Joel Embiid had played third in thirty games, but he was just so dominant that um that they said he should have won Rookie of the Year, but at the same time, it was a Joel Embiid. It was right. I'm not sure. Um, I, I. Had- Anyway, the fact that is uh, Malcolm Brogdon won that year, I think. Yeah. The fact is that I don't. I think because Ja has done this almost the entire season, he deserves it. Just because we're in, I understand Zion is a great player. He will be a great player, but and this isn't taking anything away from him. I don't think he cares. I think he just rather get his team into the playoffs. the The thing is, Ja has done this over the entire course of the season. It's not a who is good for... It's not the Player of the Month award. It's the MVP over the... Not, not my... Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Not Rookie of the Month or two months. I just think John Moran has played the entire... Almost the entire season. And he's been great the entire season. Yeah, he's been pretty good. He's obviously... If if it weren't for... He's in the eighth... He's pretty much putting the Grizzlies in a position to be in the playoffs. They're... they're um, we'll talk about that later, but... Um, their chances are diminishing, but um, Zion has only been doing this for about a month now. And but so I think that I think it's a little bit of recency bias from. Okay, obviously people. there's a lot of recency bias, and you're always gonna have that on um, and when it comes to the NBA, but think about it. You're not you're getting all you're getting all this buzz from Zion. Zion makes them a better team. And John makes the Grizzlies a better team. But has he though? Like, yes. if you look, they're the same. They contribute the same on defense, but but the, the Grizzlies are the Pelicans are a way better team offensively when Zion plays. Yeah, but John has put the Grizzlies in a position to be in the playoffs. And yes, Zion is doing that now, but John was doing that throughout the year. Okay, but so if you if you would have to pick, who would you pick? I'd pick um, John Morant. I would okay. not pick Zion. Right. I, I, would, I would also pick John Morant. Because I think, first off, it's a testament that, like, um, Zion has not played. He's only played, like, 15 yes. games. And he he will be a force to be reckoned with throughout the rest of his career. Yes, definitely and, will. So. Um, let's talk about, because I said this with our trade deadline recap. I had no idea what the Rockets were doing. In terms of we look like right now, I maybe do I we owe, maybe I owe no, no but I, do we though? I think I owe the Rockets a small apology. Maybe okay. a small, maybe a small one. Maybe Russell a small apology. Yeah, you owe that. I would okay. Uh, you, so, you owe Russell. So a small I think apology. they're both averaging thirty point seven rebounds and seven assists. Yeah, the two of them, both of them are individually. So that's just crazy. I think Russ is having a better year and works better in this system. Than he did in Oklahoma City. Yeah, he's obviously having a fantastic year, and I think that's a huge part because of the system he's in. Well, so. Mike D'Antoni has always been a great, like, a great um, coach, and he knows how to implement these systems that let players succeed. Russell Westbrook is playing like really well. Like he's um, averaging thirty-two points and seven point three assists and seven point eight rebounds. 
and over the last two months, and he's looking like when I tell you, and he's not even. I think he's um taking less than one three pointer per game. That's good because he can't shoot threes, so he should be focusing on what he's good at, which is um his mid range and in the paint. So don't shoot threes, Russell. Then you'll win. Um, and the only other player who's doing that right now is who else? James Harden. Is but my question is. So this is good well, in, the, that, so in the regular since, season. Since the All Star break, not All Star break, the trade deadline, they've been ten and two. Okay, that's they. Oh. This lineup has actually worked solid, pretty well for them. So and it's and not they've a, beaten good teams. They've beaten Utah and they've beaten Boston in recent games. So it's it's obviously working, but and their offensive output is way better. But can this be sustained? Throughout the playoffs, and can they this be sustained when they play a team with a dominant big man like Anthony Davis? Can they can a small PJ Tucker guard Anthony Davis or be able to eliminate him? Well, I think the uh, the Rockets when the, their last three years, ever since Mike D'Antoni came, has always been double the offense, less defense. So it's not about whether Anthony Davis could go off for 50, 60 points. They, you, they, all you got to do is outscore the Lakers. Right. My question is, when you go into to teams such as, I, I look at Utah first, who's a great perimeter defensive team, and L.A., the Clippers, who, if you have um, a player, if you have two elite defenders in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard guarding your two best players. Russell Westbrook is a great player, but cannot shoot at all. So you right. that already takes out another element of your um, offense. If you're guarding, if you're playing against a great perimeter def- defensive team that is good all around, the Rockets won't be able to su- sustain that. So you bring up the Jazz. Um, the Jazz, they they've played good against the Jazz. Rudy Gobert, their best defender, hasn't been a problem for the Rockets. They've thoroughly dominated him when they played but and then Utah's biggest defense I think biggest weakness sorry is that they don't have that many perimeter shooters perimeter well they do no they're they're pretty good at shooting they're actually pretty good at shooting but they're perimeter defense yeah okay so I but Donovan Mitchell is a terrible yes Donovan Mitchell and I think they only really have Royce O'Neal and it's it's Royce O'Neal so like do they really I I'm worried. They worry about the Jazz. Do they have that perimeter defense to stop Harden? To stop um, who else they got? Uh, Russell Westbrook Russell, to stop uh, PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon. Uh yeah. Uh, Robert Ro- Covington yeah. brought over. But again, if you're talking, what about LA? How I, do they? I don't. I, LA is. I don't understand. I don't know how they're going to be able to keep up with either team from Los Angeles. I think also I think I you know what the thing is too a lot of people have been saying the Los Angeles Lakers are the team they're number 1 in the west right now they have the second best record in the NBA For me I think that the Clippers are the most complete team in the in the league I agree with that First the Lakers I think I know they have Anthony Davis I think they're too LeBron centric If LeBron goes out they aren't as good. They yeah, they've they need to work LeBron. On that, yeah. It's you saw that game against Boston. They needed LeBron to go off and keep them in that game because he went out. I think like everything just fell apart. That tends to happen whenever they do. Yeah. But like you can't bet against LeBron in the playoffs. But the Clippers, I do think they are a better team than the Lakers. But they do have some chemistry issues they need to fix, which is understandable with all the trades and uh, signings they've had. Since the break and the dead, the trade deadline, so that'll be something they have to work through. I think once they get to the playoffs, they're far from the they're they pretty much the best team in the West. I think. Yeah, and you know the thing is too. Um, so one of the games to, they just played um Philly, Philly yes. the Clippers, and you look at Paul George when Paul George and um Kawhi Leonard play together, it's already a great team. They are very good. With I the think they had. Six, five, I think they have five players play, um, score 20 or more points in that game. The Clippers have such a deep bench. They, they, I've never seen a bench I've, this deep, I and think. They have so many players that they know can come in and score and get them points, and also great players that come in and defend. Yeah, Marcus they, Morris came in, and he's going to... And 
I, I, that's a great signing. Reggie Jackson, they yes. brought in. Like he's their fourth best point guard or guard, I think. And you have if you're if you're telling me you have Landry, if people are forgetting also about Landry Shamit, exactly. who was great last year yes. in the playoffs. You have Landry Shamit, um, Reggie Jackson, Lou Williams, probably the greatest six man ever. ever, um, coming in, um, Reggie Jackson coming in. And then again, you, their centers are also underrated. You yes. have Zubac. Zubac has been great. Mantras Harold is amazing. Yes. So you have great um, post defenders and the I think um, Patrick Beverly too. And Patrick, I forgot about Patrick Beverly. Yeah, and serious. you have literally, I think the two. You would say two I would say two def- of the top three defenders in the league right now. Yes. Yes. I think um, Paul. Jo- I think if I would say one and two right now, in terms of defense. Like in terms of wing defense, that's one and two, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard right now. Yeah, so I I think by f- I think the Clippers they need to figure some stuff out. There obviously is going to be some miscommunications and well, chemistry yeah. issues because of all the pieces they've added, but and I all think, the load management yes, type stuff. All, but once they get to the playoffs, I think this team is going to be uh, doing fine. Well, we're speaking of the playoffs. We always have this race for the last couple seeds in both conferences, actually. In the East, it's less, you know, exciting. But in the West, all of a sudden you have... Five teams? I think five teams? Arguably five teams, yeah, who are um, vying for that eighth spot. Right now, it's the Grizzlies with a 29-31 record as we as of today, um, Monday, March 2nd. We're taping this. Um, What? Right now, I think... One through seven, they they they're in. I don't have any yes, problems with I them. Yes, I think so. As well. Also, those are the though, only. Though the seeing will just change a little bit, I think. But I, which is also another testament to how good the West is. Yes. The seventh seed is thirteen games over five hundred, while the what the bottom seed is two games below five hundred. And in the Eastern Conference, your seventh seed is um like six games below five hundred. But you're looking at the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, Kings, and I guess you could put the Spurs and Blazers in there. Yes. Um, what so, needs to happen for every team? Okay, so the Grizzlies, their path to the playoffs just got harder. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. just got hurt, and Brandon Clark just got hurt. So yeah. they'll be out for a couple weeks now. That's because of all the teams chasing them, I don't think they're going to make it because now they've lost two people that are big contributors to their team. And, and I don't think the playoffs were ever this year, I don't think the playoffs were uh uh like a priority for them. They they have done very well this season. I don't think they were trying to make the playoffs. Um they obviously they shouldn't be too upset about this because they have a uh cornerstone for as a point guard. They have a great uh young power uh, forward in Jaron Jackson and a great steal in Brandon Clark to build around and this team will be great for years to come, and I don't think they should be too upset if they don't make the playoffs this year. Yeah, and then you look at the the Pelicans, obviously with the right, with their there. new Zion. Zion Williamson. I'm so, looking at their schedule right now, and it. First off, their next seven games, you would say, I think are their um, toughest. They're playing Dallas. They play Miami. They play Utah. They play the Clippers. And they play um, Kings. That, that Kings. The Kings and Spurs games will be pretty, big pretty and big. But coming for their... they only have, to be honest, they only have in terms of tough games. I'm looking at this. I only see three tough games on there: the Miami, which they have at home, um, Utah on the road, and the Clippers on the road. Other than that, every single team they play is below 500, except Philly. I forgot about Philly. Every sing- every team they play is below five hundred. There's a lot of games in this ne- upcoming schedule that are gonna be important for this playoff push because they play the Kings twice, who are right behind them. They play the Spurs twice. No, three times. I'm sorry, three and they times. They play the Grizzlies twice. And they play the Grizzlies twice. So that's a lot of games that they can, if they win those, they'll put them in a better position to make the playoffs. Um, and then the Kings. That's another team the Kings, that. Yeah, they're on a. They've been seven and three in their last ten games. So they've made this late season push, which. But this push should have happened. I feel like they should have made this step a while ago. They didn't. This is this yeah. weird. Jaren Fox is playing pretty good as of late. But their 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 schedule is way harder than. I, yeah. Their schedule. They. I see. They play the Sixers, the Blazers, the Raptors, the Pelicans, who are also vying the Nets, the Mavs, the Rockets, and that's just um their eight their next eight games. 
and you play the they play the Pacers to end the season. They finish the Pacers, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Nuggets, and the Lakers again to end out the season. What like I don't see how they could not get through this, but the Kings are not um, a veteran enough team or not experienced enough to I think handle that type of pressure. Right now, your number one players who De'Aaron Fox, yeah. Um, and obviously they have Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, which is, a, they have a great lineup. Yeah, that, and Marvin Bagley's out though. But I think they should have, if they had this lineup before, it's, they need more time to mesh. But next year, next year, they, I don't see, I see them contending, not mm, even just. Contending, that's I funny. think they should, De'Aaron Fox has made bounds as a, as a developing player. Harrison Barnes knows the system. Overpaid. Uh, yeah, of course. Bad contract. Um, Buddy Heald, one of the best shooters in the NBA. See, I'll talk about that later, maybe. Okay. Buddy healed. Um, the Spurs. I don't, I don't know what's going on with the Spurs. Is, is Greg Popovich your coach? Like, I don't know what. I've in our lifetime. I, this will be the first time in twenty-one years, I think, or is it twenty-two now? I th- I don't. It's, it's something in high. Not. About, so, I haven't been alive when they. Yeah, they haven't made yeah, the playoffs. Something in twenty-some years, they haven't made the playoffs. This might be their first year. Last year they made the playoffs, and it was like the weird. I did not expect them. To um, make it, they are currently three, two game, two games out, right? Three. Uh, yeah, they're about two games out. So they can make it. Um, in February, Derek White and Dejounte Murray have been playing well together, but they haven't played that much time together, like on the court. So I don't know if their chemistry is good enough yet. And I don't understand and what's such going. Their team and it's like I don't know what they're doing. Their defense is terrible. They have a top 10 offense, but they're 22 they uh, they allow about 114 points per game, which is 22nd in the league, which is I don't understand what's going on with this team. They get into foul trouble a lot. They've been turn they're number 1 in turnovers. Mm-hmm. And I think this has to do with their inconsistent point guard play. I don't know if they have a clear-cut leader right now. You have DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge and obviously Rudy Gay on that team. Who's your leader? Who's your number one scorer? Who's, what, what set are you playing? And is what is Greg Popovich yeah, really like? What's your, what, are you, what is your identity right now? What I don't think they have be? an identity right now. Like, do you want to contend because you got these old players like DeMar and you got LaMarcus? Or do you want to build... Do you want to rebuild and get these young players time to develop? But I think the Spurs have always been in the situation where like they don't really have rebuild. They have like the reload. old players, but they yeah they usually reload. But usually the players that they have are skilled enough to be able to yes um contend. Like I think obviously losing Kawhi Kawhi Leonard leaving was like the downfall of that franchise because Kawhi Leonard was just so much of a Spursy player. Did all on defense and obviously was averaging so much in terms of offense. Adding Lamarcus Aldridge, their I think their window's gone. Their window has gone. That window. Yeah, this is time for them to. I think. I think. Um, is Lamar Lamarcus is a free agent next year or two years? And Demar is definitely a free agent coming up too. It's. I think they're gonna start to see. Maybe they might get rid of them. Maybe they're probably gonna. I think they should just start a rebuild. They really and I do. I think I need Greg Popovich to retire. I think. Oh, I don't know about that. It's so. I think he. Is the game has passed him by? I'm telling you right now, the um, Greg Popovich will retire and Bill Self will take over. They'll bring in Bill Self. I'm telling you right now, Bill Self. All right. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. First. Yeah, you, I. Yeah, that's what I think. All right, and then the last team. Our team. They're not making the playoffs. No, no. The Blazers. They, have, they are one in five without Dame. I and I they're not. I don't think they, this entire season has been riddled with injuries. They don't have enough to even make a push. I don't think. Like I know you, you have CJ, you have Melo, but that's pretty much it. And they have the misfortune of playing in such a stacked West Conference yes. that. I don't even know what they can do right now to. They would to, be the. No, they wouldn't be. In, they wouldn't be in the playoffs in the East. No, they wouldn't. But and not only that, like they have. When I tell you they're, they if you could technically win a couple of the next. Yeah, games, but you say that, and then they've lost. They just lost to the Hawks. So yeah, they they looked really a, bad they, against the Hawks. Obviously, the Pacers and um, Celtics lost. You can forgive, but 
you're looking at that three three game losing streak, they get a win. Three game losing streak, you get a win. Like they can't, they're not consistent enough. No. And to be honest, I don't know what's gonna happen with like injuries and everything like that. You have Yusuf Nurkic, who really hasn't played this season. Well, he hasn't played at all, and I think he's he should be. His return is soon, but I don't think it's for not. They should. I think they don't need. They they don't need to play him this season. I think they and another thing they don't have. They don't have any depth. No, everyone's injured. They lost everyone. Ronnie Hood is injured. Um, Zach Collins is injured. They lost Seth Curry in the offseason. They lost Alfred Camino in the offseason. Mario Hazonia was brought uh, in. And Gallup this year was brought well, in. But they do have a Sam Whiteside. But what do they do with him after this season? Do they resign him? That's a great question. Because like, I think this team, they should don't even bother putting Dame back in. Just don't rush Nurk. Just wait till next season. Figure out what you're doing next season. Because this, I don't. This team isn't strong enough to make the playoffs. I think also their cap situation needs to be like really like figured out because right now, as of I think I saw something that as of next year, Damian Lillard is going to make up fifth um fifty percent of their cap. CJ McCollum, they have. They have CJ McCollum till um his extension kicks in next year. They have until um 2024. So you you have your two best players, right? Yusuf Nurkic is not somebody who's leaving, which is great. Neither is Rodney Hood. Mello, what do they do with Mello? Do they resign Mello? If he takes a low salary, he's making about two million this year. Do you think another team is gonna would bring him in? Because as it stands, I would. If I'm another team, Melo's about 35 years old. I don't know. Maybe I feel like Melo might want to stay because he's working so well in their system. And, like, I don't know. And Would another team want to take a chance on that? Because he, obviously he didn't work well in Oklahoma City. And obviously he didn't work well in Houston. And he came back. He, they, no one signed him for a year. And that was probably for a reason. Yeah. So... Would teams be willing to sign him and take a chance on him messing up their chemistry? Obviously, it hasn't happened in Portland, but there's always that chance. As of now, um, Portland has the number one cap as they have the highest payroll in the league. And I think if you look at the teams below them, those are all contending teams. Uh, Orlando's number six for some reason, but that's probably the Vooch contract. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. The... the, the rest, the race for the West um, eighth spot is heating up. I think. I, I who do you think is gonna end up getting it? Right now, I think really it's a two way race. I believe it's a two way race. I'm gonna say the Pelicans. I say the Pelicans make it. Sadly, yeah. But the only reason I'm more inclined for the Pelicans because I want JJ Redick to keep that streak. That's right. He has never missed the playoffs. No, He's not right. messing that up. Yeah. Um. So you said. But Bo- Bo- Buddy Healed should be. Oh, Buddy Healed, yeah. So, I don't know. I just heard some talk. Well, I'm, the talk has originated from Philly, where Al Horford, there's been some rumors about him possibly being traded in the offseason. Um, I don't see why they would do that, though. The, well, first of all, I don't understand why they signed Al Horford. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Does it, it though? It doesn't. They should have gotten a shooter. Yeah. Because they have no shooting. And they don't need a... Pers- they don't need a, another player who basically does what Embiid and Simmons do. Uh, well, maybe Embiid, uh, not Simmons so much. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't say. First off, I wouldn't even say Embiid because oh, Al Horford's not even that much of a post defender. He just adds a new layer of the offense. Um, yeah. Embiid is averaging like ten or eleven rebounds. Um, Horford is averaging like six rebounds, and that's a career high for him. He's never been a real rebounder. He's like a different type of center, but. They didn't need him. You're correct. They did correct. not need him. And they actually, I think they moved him to the bench recently. Yeah. Which actually Im- improved their team a little bit. Um, Philly is just a weird. I, so I want to see what happens now that both I, Ben Simmons If they and lose Embiid in the first or second round in the playoffs, they will fire Brett Brown and one of Embiid or Simmons will be straight in the offseason. Why do you think they'll fire Brett Brown? Because he has one of the best rosters in the league and he can't 
manage to get them to work well together or play well on the road. Their road record is abysmal. They he should be able they should bring in someone who can work with all these personalities and these players and Tom get them Thibodeau? to work together. Tom Thibodeau? I don't know. But if they don't get past the second round, they will be trading one of them. Or maybe and plus Al Harford. I think Al Harford should be traded. I don't understand why they signed him. And I was saying, Buddy healed for Al Horford because in the offseason, the Kings were pursuing Al Horford. Don't, the Kings don't have a... I mean, Marvin Bagley is dumb. They don't have a real big man. He could be their center. I think Al Horford should go on a real contending team. Well, if you put him on that team with Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley, Harrison Barnes, yes, you'd be losing Buddy healed, but... Maybe you can. They can make up for Buddy Heal. They have Bogdan Bogdanovich. So. Exactly. They have... So you send him to Philly. Philly gets a, sh- a, a shooting. Someone who can shoot. Of their. Like basically no one who can shoot. But. So. I don't. I don't know if this trade will happen. But. I think it would be best for both teams. I just think Philly. Needs to figure something out. Because I personally don't think. Embiid or N. Simmons can work together. And one of them needs to. Go. All right. And you said something about... I personally think... This is what I feel. I think Bradley Beal needs to be traded. He does. And he there's this, all this talk about... he has, He's gone on this extreme tear of averaging lots like of points. 50, he had like two back-to-back 50-point yeah. games and it was... The they, problem both is losses. His, off, his defensive uh, performances are do not match his offensive output. But he is very bad on defense. But if you're averaging 50 points... He should... I don't know why he's re-signed. It's probably... Actually, let me rephrase that. I do know why he resigned. He wanted to wait until 2021 when all the free agents are going to be available. Okay. So he wants more money, which is understandable. But I... What what team would you think he would go to? If I'm Bradley Beal, first off, you'd have to go to a team that could afford him. That's true. And as it seems, well, we're talking about right now, 2021. Well, you said 2021 is there. If he's, uh, if he's a, he'll be a free agent in 2021. If he's traded, he can go. Uh, it depends. But if he's a free agent, it's going to have to be a team that can afford him. Um, If there, if you're trading him, who would you trade for? Like, what would you get back for him? You'd obviously have to get back uh, like a good haul for him. And exactly. the, the Wizards need, really, they need picks. They need a future. I, I would say I would trade him to the Knicks. The Knicks have... I know right now I, it could be biased. I'm not... But I'm thinking like this. The Knicks actually have assets that they could make a really good trade for. They have okay. six first-round picks within the next two years. They have some really good... If I'm, if you give me... I, would, I wouldn't trade RJ. You give me Kevin Knox, Alonzo Trier, a couple first-round picks, and... I, I would take that. I would take that for Bradley Beal. Okay. Um, I also read, saw something on the Nick the not the Knicks. The Wizards don't want to move Bradley Beal because they want to see what happens when John Wall comes back. How long has it been since John Wall has played? And I don't understand. I understand their thinking, but John Wall has been hurt. He hasn't. I don't know, when was the last time he played a full season? I think the he hasn't. He's played the last time he he's twenty nine years old. The last time he played a full season, well, I guess seventy-eight games was in twenty sixteen. That's that's good enough. Yeah, but twenty sixteen. He hasn't played a season. full season until since twenty fourteen, twenty thirteen. So I don't. I understand they want to wait, but how good is he going to be when he comes back? Is he if the, he's he tore his Achilles? But I'm saying this: I've seen players cut back from Achilles injuries way faster. DeMarcus Cousins did it like... Well, maybe he should not have rushed it so much. He should, no, he shouldn't have rushed it. Um, Kevin Durant is anticipated to play next season. But he he's going to play next season. But John Wall, if... Is he... How good is he... How much better is he going to make this team? He's also being paid a lot of money. So how if, are you going to be able to build a team around my him? My question is, too, with um, Washington... If they if they're saying it's just because of John Wall they're waiting for, I'm not. I don't. Other than if you're not, he's not LeBron. But shouldn't they know? They should know how they work together. They and they, though they've succeeded together. And now but, that Bradley Beal has kind of like become a guy who's leading this offense, and he wants he probably wants the ball now. 
how is he going to work with John Wall, who also has a similar play style to that now? But he doesn't, it's not John, It's not Bradley Beal or John, if John Wall was healthy, that would not make this team better. You're not going to just play with John Wall and Bradley Beal. This, the, this organization has done nothing to make the team better. Or I, if you would look at their team, who is their best prospect? Rui Hachimura, Rui right? That's like their best prospect. And maybe Davis Bertaz is going to get a look because apparently he's a, he's a great shooter now. But, and he's 27. Davis Bertans is 27 years old. Mm-hmm. You look at, they have they have many people um, who are expiring next year. They have Ian, Jan Mahimi who should not be getting paid that much. Jan Mahimi should not be getting paid $15 million. He's 33, he's gone. Davis Bertans is not going to be on this roster next next year. Ish Smith, he's 31. You have Rui Hachimura and Jerome Robinson, who they got in the Clippers trade. And Mo Wagner, I guess you could say, is a good prospect. You're not. That's all you have. You don't have anything else. Yeah, this, uh, this team needs to figure it out. <laughs> and obviously you said Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Um... So this Bulls rebuild that's happening. You think it's a rebuild? Do you think is that is that really what's going on right now? It, well, I thought that's what was going on. What do you think was going on? I think that with Zach, they wanted actually they actually wanted to compete. They wanted to compete. Well, then they. That's why they signed him so much. But they have they have Wendell Carter Jr. They have Roy Markkinen. They just got Kobe White. So you have all these young pieces. So they anticipated them that when they signed Zach Levine that they could improve and then they could compete and there was a three year process I think even acquiring Thaddeus Young that is you do not get Thaddeus Young to um, rebuild you get him to compete this team is underperforming and Zach Levine has a bad relationship with the coach the ownership is all out of whack right now and he's frustrated because of the lack of winning if but, I'm Zach Levine, I think he's 27 years old. This is his prime. He wants to win. He's not going to do that in Chicago because they're not at that level, and they should be at that level with all the players they have. I think Zach Levine players. is the reason why this team is bad. Personally, for me, I'm not. If I'm if I'm Zach Levine, I'm not. I'm not demanding a trade, or I, the Zach Levine trade shouldn't happen because Zach Levine demands it. But first off, Garpax is a terrible ownership group. That that's just. Yes. Just terrible. But um, the only reason I'm asked I would have Zach Levine traded is because the development of the players has been severely stunned because of Zach Levine. Zach Levine is averaging 25 points, um, four rebounds, four assists. He's shooting the ball 11 times a game. The n- n- next person who's shooting almost as much as him, oh, well, he's shooting, um, he's shooting the ball 20 times a game. The next person who's shooting as much as him is... Lauren Markkinen, who shoots the ball 12 times a game. He's averaging about... How much How much is he averaging? He's averaging 34 minutes a game, right? Which is number, leading the team. He's not efficient for this team. He's The team is a bad team when he's on the floor. And he, they're even worse. I think he has one of the worst offensive ratings of the entire, of the entire team. Um, but his usage percentage is through the roof. He's, I think he has one of the highest usage rate um, percentages in the league. But the way I say, the way I think is, if Zach Levine wasn't on this team, I'm looking at Laurie Markkinen, who's at, um, entering his like fourth year, who I think is in his fourth year in the league. Laurie Markkinen is a Kristaps Porzingis type player. He's has he was doing great. He had like I think he went from like. 12 points to 18 points a game. He was averaging nearly 20 last season before injuries. And now he's been relegated to nothing. Zach Levine is taking away the development. Kobe White should be playing way more than he does. Kobe White was a top pick. He has not started a game. He's playing 24 minutes a game. He's not playing he's not playing he's not playing as well as we thought he would. But if you had him, Chris Dunn, who I think is a disappointment of a player, um, Wendell Carter Jr., who's looked at as one of the best two-way players in the league, they should be doing better. You, you brought Thaddeus Young in and Otto Porter in. Otto Porter thought he was going to that team co- to compete, and he, they were not competing. I, I, I'm Garpax. I'm, first off, if I'm Garpax, I should fire myself. But I would trade Zach Levine because he's hindering the development of the team. I, I can agree with that. I think that a 
parting of ways is beneficial to both parties. Zachalene will get to leave and go win somewhere, which I think he might have thought he was getting with with Chicago, if the the players that he was playing with were a bit. Well, Zachalene, remember that was part of the um the, the, the Jimmy, Jimmy Butler trade. trade. Yeah. But the Kings offered Zach Levine a contract, but the Bulls were the Bulls gave him one that he had to stay. So and then I think the rookie the the young players will be able to improve if he leaves. Well, where would you where would you put Zach Levine? It's a good question. I've heard some him going to the Sixers, which I guess any shooter will go to the Sixers. But I, I don't know. I I'd, I'd say Sixers the Spurs. <laughs> I'd say Sixers or the Spurs. Goes back to the Timberwolves. I mean, he wasn't nearly the player that he is now right. on the Timberwolves. He could go back. He, yeah. or if he goes to the the Raptors. I don't see that happening. Why not? Because it's not a free agency destination. It's yeah. is it? It's not really. They it's really not. none of their who really went there in free agency. No. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I think that it would be beneficial for both of the the team and Zach Levine to part ways and him to go somewhere else. Yeah. But maybe maybe that'll happen. Maybe it won't. All right, well, let's let's talk about you know my favorite thing to talk about. The New York Knicks are the worst team ever. They're not the worst team ever because the Warriors are now. Yeah, the Warriors are. But they are playing a the long game. Um, so my question, my question to um Mr. Leon Rose, the newly appointed. President of the Knicks, the new GM of the Knicks, um, Steve Mills is still the president. What are you gonna do about the? What are you gonna do about the lineups? Because right now they have um, terrible lineups. Right now they have um, who's I don't know who the coach is, Mr. Coach Miller. I don't know who he is at all. But um, in their game against the Bulls, Mitchell Robinson had like twenty five and ten off the bench, right, and that's what that's what you drafted him to do. RJ Barrett looked. Amazing. I've never seen him look more amazing in any game. He, the Knicks have had this idea of experimenting with lineups, but there's a thing, there's a certain thing called experimenting too much. Here's my question. The Knicks are, what's the record right now? 18 and something? Something. It was, it's bad. 18, 18 and bad. They should be figuring out who is going to be a part of this team in the future. That should be their only goal this season. Uh, I think what you should who should be part of this team is your lottery picks that you drafted. Yes, with your... but I don't know if they know that or not. They should not be playing people like Alfred Payton twenty seven minutes a game. Yeah, no. They that's... should not be playing Reggie Bullock twenty five minutes a game or Mo Harkless. You should be getting. What do you have with Dennis Smith Jr.? Maybe you don't like him, but maybe you should give him some time. See what he can do. Maybe look at Frank Nitakina. Frank Nitakina, Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson went off that one night. See what you have with Mitchell him. Robinson is most likely, I think, their best prospect. Alonzo Trier, why don't you play him? He's a great, great. We need to see deal. what what pieces you want to keep and what pieces you can use to eventually probably try to trade for someone. He should not be um, playing these veteran players lots of valuable minutes that should be getting to these young players it doesn't make any sense if i'm a quote-unquote tanking team i'm using this opportunity to find out who's going to be part of this team in the future um and the knicks are not doing that. the knicks have i think what arguably one of the best young cores if they knew that mitchell robinson is a great player mitchell robinson is their best young player they obviously signed julius randall they signed taj gibson for some reason Taj Gibson is getting a good amount of playing time for a guy who's 30-something years old, who's been in the league for way long and should be on a contender, is getting starting minutes over Mitchell Robinson, who has clearly shown that he's a great player. Kevin Knox is coming off the bench. I don't know what um, Dave Dave Fisdale did or what his ideas were, but he went from starting Mitchell um, Kevin Knox to not to starting to not, and Kevin Knox had 12 points off the bench. He was He looked really good. Frank Nitakina hasn't, although he hasn't been really good, he hasn't had time to develop. Nobody's really given him enough time to develop, and he could be a really good player in the future. If I was running the Knicks, I would have You'd a... You'd probably run it better than anybody's running it right Smith now. Dennis Smith Jr., 
RJ, Kevin Knox, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson lineup, starting lineup, and then have Nate Aquina and Alondra Trier, two, first two off the bench. And Damian Dotson as well. Damian Dotson exactly. is a great player. And then uh, the Knicks, I just tell you, just give up on them. I can't. But none of their – they panic in the offseason. They got all these players that they don't need, they didn't need, because they didn't get Kevin Durant or Kyrie. So they panicked in the offseason. They signed Taj Gibson, Marcus Morris, who they trade. Yeah, Marquis or Marcus? Marcus, Marcus, Mar- Marcus. Marcus, that's right. I was there the first time. Marcus, who they traded. Uh, um, they traded to the Clippers, yeah. Trade. Um, uh, Bobby, did they sign Bobby Portis this offseason? No, they have Bobby Portis. Yeah, they signed him this offseason. Um, For some reason, we signed Bobby Portis. So none of these signings made sense. I feel like it was a panic move. They should really be trying to figure out who they have and who they're going to keep on this roster. And uh, this is just just terrible ownership and terrible coaching and terrible just managing of this team in general. I don't know what's going to happen in the near future, but I hope it's better than anything we've seen because yeah, I don't think the Knicks good. are going to be good for the next couple um decades. <laughs> um, But our last thing on basketball, because I know... Everyone's talked about it, but we haven't talked about it yet, but... Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Superstar. Is now a superstar. Jason Tatum is really good at basketball. And this, I think, has kind of... I think has kind of made the Celtics a little bit closer they've been to... Doing, com- they've been doing to, good. To maybe... Contending? Maybe contending. They've been doing really good yeah. without Kemba. Kemba yes. is, first off, injured... Nick Nurse played him too they much lost, in the All-Star game. They lost two, by two to the Lakers yeah. without Kemba. And then they lost to the Rockets by one. In overtime. In overtime. Without Kemba. I think Jason Tatum has emerged as a superstar. Jalen Brown is having a great, great season. bounce back year after last year. Last, um, la- I, I only blame the last two years on Kyrie. Okay. I'm not I, blaming on anyone else. Um, Kemba, when he comes back, is going to fit right, in this, right back in the system. Um, I criticized the Celtics for not making a move to get a defender, but Ennis Cantor and Daniel Th- Tice. Tice are playing pretty good. Uh, Gordon Hayward under you keep, you keep people keep forgetting he's Gordon on the team. Gordon Hayward's having a nice quiet season. Um, Marcus Smart is still a good defender. Marcus Smart is great. Marcus um, Smart is an amazing defender. So I think this team now that Jason Tatum has emerged as this like. Superstar. It looks easy to him now. It's so I don't know what cl- maybe maybe the All Star game. I clicks. think it was after he was trying to make the All Star team, and then once he did, it was like all the Everything pressure just came. clicked and like he's averaging thirty. He averaged thirty points, seven point nine rebounds, and three point two assists in the month of February, and that's just crazy. There was the game against Portland where. Oh God. Oh my goodness. I don't know. He probably had like eight threes. He had eight threes. That was his career high. He's been playing so amazing. It looks like he could score at will it's now. It's like unbelievable how good he's been and how fast he's made this jump. It's like I'm I'm happy personally. That's great. I'm, Celtics. He's the he's. I think right now he's my favorite young player to watch in the league. No, I wouldn't put Zion. I put Ja then Jason then Zion. All right, let's talk about some NF XFL. Whoa, whoa, for the love of football. Um, your favorite team lost. You know what? I think I'm decided to not have a favorite team. Okay. Why not, why not just enjoy watching football? No, I don't think that, that's not fun. And not have any, uh, like, um, commitment to any team. So I won't be disappointed. I can just watch some football. Um, the Vipers. So now I'm thinking, is the, are, are the teams really dominant? Because... The defenders looked like the best team in the um, XFL when they were at home. When they were at home, they have, yeah. They first, their first two games they played at home. The last two games they played on the road, and they've gotten thoroughly dominated. So, that's is it? Is it just their home team? Is this just? I still think this is a good. I still think DC has a good roster. Uh, their head coach is very experienced and uh, very good. Um, Cardell Jones might not be as good as I thought. Um, the Devon Smith had the first 100 yard rushing game. I am surprised at the Vipers because I, I don't think Quentin Flowers Taylor Taylor Cornelius started this game, right? Yeah. Um, I said this team didn't had a quarterback problem, and 
they need to figure this out. But apparently, they figured it out. But how is it that we're looking at Tampa, who was shut out by New York in the first game of the season? And then, yeah, they were shut out by New York. They had a field goal, I think. Oh, wait. Oh, I don't count that field goal. They were but, almost shut out by New York. And then you have them shutting out, the defenders shut out see, the New York. Yes. And now the Tampa shut them out. See, the the Vipers have played well the last couple of weeks. Last week, they played the best team in the league, Houston, Houston Roughnecks, who are undefeated right now. They played them within one score. They were only, they only lost by like, I think it's 27-34. So they've they've improved, and now that they they finally got their first win, um, and they, hey, maybe this league is has better parity than I thought it did. Um, obviously, um, the Guardians got the dub today without yeah. um well, during the weekend without um Matt McGloin. I I I wanted them to start Luis Perez, Luis Perez, who played in the AAF. He he was good, and they did, and you know what? They won. Look at that, Matt McGloin. Should not play another game the rest of the season. In the XFL. In the XFL. Because he obviously it had doesn't have the I don't I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say. He doesn't have the He can't he can't play. He can't yeah. he just he gets frustrated too easily with the game plan and um like his attitude is really bad. So that rubs off on people and the his aura is bad so Lewis Prez played he had a good game they got the win the Wildcats um Wildcats are still a good team I think Josh Johnson could be one of the better QBs in the league and they have they're missing Nelson Spruce yeah they're probably their there is their best receiver um so I don't know but it was a good game the Houston game the Dallas the Texas showdown Landry Jones has gotten better no, never mind. He's not gotten better. <laughs> Landry Jones was getting better. And now he's injured. And then he played the Houston Roughnecks. And he's injured now, you say. Yeah. He had two, two three interceptions. Mm. Um the team had two fu- the um Renegades had two fumbles. Um and I think the the um injury is for Landry is like really serious cuz he had to be helped off the field. All right. Well, the Dallas Renegades are done. Phil but- Nelson did not play well when he played in the first game of the season, so this team was way better with Landry Jones. Their offense was clicking. Uh, Donald Farham had a great game the last week, but now he might not... He, his development might be stopped because Philip Nelson is not as good. Um, PJ Walker. PJ Walker. Is the MVP. Is, they should be marketing him as the face of the league. Yeah. He is their best player, and they need to do everything in their power... To make sure he stays in this league. Do you think so? They need to offer him like a share of the team. <laughs> okay, like, stop. They need to pay him whatever he wants to keep him on this on the on the Houston Roughnecks and keep him in the league. Um, because he is twenty four. He's twenty four years 24 old. Twenty four years old. Okay. He how many touchdowns did he throw? He threw two touchdowns. He has now thrown I think now he's thirteen touchdowns in 13, the league. Thirteen some he's he's having a oh man. But so he pro- he's definitely gonna get looks from the NFL. Yeah. The XFL should say, "Hey, PJ, listen. If you go to the NFL, how likely is it that you are gonna start and play? Here, you can actually play. If you want to play football, you can actually play here, and we will give you whatever money you want." Speaking of like NFL players who should be in the XFL, I think the Jake Fromm should be in the XFL. Uh, I th- he's gonna get drafted. People need quarterbacks, but if he fizzles out, he could go to the XFL. Um, do you think the XFL has? How do they sustain this league? Because it's they're getting like the New York Guardians. It might not have looked it because they played in the biggest stadium in the in the NFL. Bad luck, bad luck. They had the highest attendance in any XFL game this so, season. So, as predicted by many, the ratings have declined. Um, but if you look more closely, the last week, uh, week three actually, they outperformed other games that were happening that weekend. Yeah. So, yes, they've been they've declined, which is, of course, it's going to happen. There's more hype in the beginning of the season, but there, it's it will be interesting to see what happens because baseball is happening. Yeah. It's starting back up. The NBA playoffs 
will they be? Yeah, NBA playoffs happen like late April, middle yeah, April. Well, that okay, that will be with the the XFL playoffs then. Um, the attendance has actually increased. Yeah, the so, attendance people but, are actually going but, to these games. Um, week one, week two, to week three, it all it all increased. Week three, because Seattle, Seattle and St. Louis had their first home games. Yeah, which is okay. They had their first home games. That it's of course it's gonna sell out. It declined in week four. It was like eighty nine, and it went to seventy thousand. So, I think they'll be fine. I think well the and also the TV rights, the TV deal that they have, none of the revenue goes to them. Really, it doesn't go to them. I don't think. I believe. I think it goes directly to them, the cable or whoever's airing it. So, what they need to do, I think this is like a on a on a it is an audition to get a long term TV deal. Okay. Um, but they, I've seen you see tiny a, leagues succeed like. Ice Cube has the big three league, and right. that's is going into its fourth season. I think they need, they have the financial backing. Um, they need to secure a long term TV deal. They need to figure out a way to keep their star players. Like if they lose PJ Walker, that's gonna be a huge problem. If they lose Cardell Jones, PJ Walker, the whole group, it's yeah. not really. They good also for them. May, maybe so. Kenny Robinson is an inter- interesting example. He's a safety who left college. He was a junior. Left college because he needed another year of eligibility to be in the NFL. Yeah. And it went to the XFL. They could use that to say, hey, if you want to play football and get paid, come to the XFL. And that might help If them If it turns into like how overseas basketball is for the NBA or whatnot, it, we might have something in their hands. If you like... Because obviously, the, let's see what happens with the new CBA. What people do in, after high school, if you want a paycheck, you go to the overseas yes. and you play. Yeah. For, and no matter how much they pay you, you're still getting paid to play. You're still getting airtime. If I'm a writer, if, if I'm like, let's say Justin Schroeder or something like that, and right. I'm like, I, I know I'm not going to play in whatever, I'm going to the, the XFL. You show out there. Yeah. Like, I just. There's some interesting players that they can go after too, as well. Like players that have flamed out or like haven't lived up to their draft status. Yeah, go after them. I want to see Jameis Winston in the XFL. I that would not. Mm. I want to <laughs> see Josh Norman in the XFL. Josh Norman, you think so? You think I that think, happened? I think it could happen. I want to see Paxton Lynch in the XFL. I would see that. I could see that happening. Very. I, I want to see Chad Kelly in the XFL. I want to see um, Christian Hackenberg in the XFL. I never want to see Christian Hackenberg throw a football again. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. All right, let's move on to our last topic. Oh, what a month this is. March is yeah. great. March is amazing. March is amazing. And we have some... I want to see Nathan Peterman in the XFL. Sorry, that would be I... a disastrous. I think he just sucks at football. I don't I don't even know how he's an NFL quarterback. How he was an NFL quarterback for perfect. so long. He, he could be allowed to hit people there. Anyway, he right. killed Back them. To college basketball. If he if he did all that he did in the NFL, he'd right. murder them in the XFL. It would be horrifying. College basketball. Everything has imploded. just every just yeah Everything you know has imploded. How we thought at the beginning when every every team was losing, we were like, oh no, everything's to um going crazy yada yada. It's it's got worse. It got really worse. Kansas Kansas is number one. I don't right now well, Kansas is Kansas is a. Uh, Hard number one, mm. Gonzaga. Ah, uh, well, you could look at Gonzaga, Gonzaga but they're in a weak conference. They have like you're not. What are you gonna do in the West Coast Conference? Yeah. Dayton solid season. Dayton has a solid season. Atlantic ten. San Diego State also. Weak yeah. Conference. Um, but a lot of teams lost. Maryland lost. Creighton lost. Duke lost. Duke lost twice. Baylor lost. Duke lost twice, and if. Right. Oh, they won. They beat NC State. Thank goodness. Oh. Duke lost to Clemson, who I think right now should be looked at as a bubble team. Um, Duke lost. Uh, I don't know if Villanova lost, but Did they lose to um, Virginia Tech as well. Was that no? Duke lost to both Clemson and I want. Was it Virginia? It was no. It was Virginia, not Virginia. Oh yeah, it was. It was yeah. It was Virginia. Sorry. Um, Michigan State beat Maryland, which is a really good win for them. Yeah. Yep. Um, the Big Ten has just been great. Has been great. It's. Uh, I think 
I think everyone, every team except for Northwestern, maybe Nebraska, is is in the hunt for a tournament bid. I like. Is it? Is it only two teams? I right now, Michigan is ranked. Wisconsin is ranked. Illinois is ranked. Penn State is ranked. Ohio State's ranked. Iowa's ranked. Michigan State's ranked, and Maryland is ranked. That's eight teams that are ranked and right Purdue now. Purdue is. I think on Purdue's, the bubble. Purdue's Rutgers, in the bubble. Rutgers, Indiana, I see, should make it. You have Minnesota. I don't. Not Minnesota, but Indiana. Indiana, Indiana, and and Rutgers are teams that I think should make it. But that's still like a such a like that. The Big Ten this year has been great. The ACC should have been the conference now, but right. yeah. I think there's only going to be four or five teams that make it out of the um, ACC. I think so. Uh, uh, huh? Four. Yeah, four? Okay, so yeah, Louisville, Florida State, Duke, and Virginia, I definitely. Virginia, if they can not fail epically in the end of the season, they'll get it. The Big 12, it depends on what happens in the um, in the in conference the tor- tournament, yeah. but it's well, Kansas and Baylor right now locked. Um, um, Big East, they have five. Actually, no. I don't even know anymore. The Big East is a weird conference because... I, four, I think four, and maybe Marquette, Xavier. Marquette, I just want to see... Um, oh, Marcus, Howard. Marcus Howard in the tournament. Yeah, it would be such a shame if we didn't. Um, Xavier too. Xavier could do something. Xavier, I think, can get in, and and Providence maybe. I don't see Providence going in. Providence not making it. Uh, SEC. Actually, the Pac-12. Uh, Oregon. The Pac-12 only has two real teams. The Pac-12 in football and basketball are the same. They have two real teams. Arizona State can make it. Colorado and USC are both teams. Stanford is a team that. I don't think has it ha- can do. Can UCLA make it? UCLA should make it because they've been so great, like unexpected. I think they should be ranked. They've been so great in the um, Pac-12. In the Pac-12, but they're three and two against AP ranked teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Oregon is a re- Oregon's the strongest team in the conference. I I think at least. SEC Kentucky Auburn LSU. Yeah, I don't. Maybe Mississippi State and maybe Florida. No, Florida's underperformed. Florida's but they might sneak in. They're two and three against um AP ranked teams. They're not they're not looking as good as they should be. Um obviously BYU. BYU. What a what a game. What, what a St. Mary's it it'll take they probably make it. They're usually in the tournament, but yeah. BYU's been great. Gonzaga is the team to really beat. You, Florida you, is projected to be in the tournament as of today. Oh wow. I'm that's surprising. Um, San Diego State and Utah State are the only team in the Mountain West that I see making it. There are seven teams in the Pac-12. Yeah, making it. Seven teams. Pro- as of now, they're projecting seven teams in the Pac-12. Well, that's um, that's I don't see that happening. Um, I think a team that nobody's really talking about is Hofstra. Hofstra. Out of the CAA, Hofstra almost made it last year. They haven't played any ranked teams. Yeah. Um. They've they're fourteen and four. They're at top of the CAA right now. Last year it took they made it all the way to the CAA conference um championship before losing to um to no- Northeastern University, which put them in the NIT, which they ended up losing to Texas, but whatever. But right now I'm looking at the Big Ten and the Big Ten can eat uh t- how many teams do you think make make the comp- the tournament? Right now they got ten. I think because the Big Ten has right now eight teams that are ranked. I think ten. I think ten's. Go- I think ten might go. And I think every ranked team right now is a lock, except Michigan. Michigan's not a lock. Mm. Michigan's not a lock. Oh wait, actually, you know what? Matter of fact, let, re- let me rephrase that. Michigan is a lock, actually. I think those top eight. Yeah, the top eight, which top, are all ranked right now. Top eight are all in. I think Rutgers and Purdue, and Indiana make it. Uh. But the thing is, too, their home records in the Big Ten are amazing. Actually, I don't know. Maybe Purdue might not make it. The home records Purdue's in the Big... not going to make it. Cross it out. The home records in the Big Ten are amazing. The Big Ten, right now, nobody had the worst Big Ten home record right now outside of the bad teams, which is Northwestern and Nebraska, who each have, like, seven wins overall. The home rec- the worst home record is 10-5, and five, held by Michigan, who's ranked, and Minnesota. Yeah, it's been a very good. Big Ten has been a very good at home 
team, but their away record has been awful. Terrible. The best um, well, home record right now. Most of them are around five hundred. Yeah, but that's just that's not that's not good. It's not good. But they've been formidable at home. So we have there's some big games coming up in um in terms of like that's gonna really shake up I think the rankings. Yes. And um obviously Texas Tech is playing Baylor right now. Um I think that's something to watch um for. Um Duke obviously won. Tomorrow we have some big games. We obviously have Maryland's playing Rutgers at Rutgers, it's gonna be big. Yes, yep. You could check um Penn State, Penn State, Michigan State against Michigan State. That's gonna be the nationally televised game. Mm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous as well. I think Michigan State beats us, and that might be a crime to say. Here, I I don't want anyone I don't want anyone here hearing me say that, but I think we may lose. Um, they've had some bad home losses lately. Like yes. the Illinois loss has been bad. The, Myron Jones came back. We almost lost to Rutgers. And that was yeah, that was bad. Blew, almost blew a twenty point lead. That was bad. I don't this the run they the runs that they go on. Hopefully Myron Jones is more acclimated to the team after being out for a little bit. He can contribute a bit more. But the thing is Penn State does have a win against Michigan State Laura right now. Can not be shut out. We need a win. Penn State has a win against Michigan State this year. They though. do. Do you think that's the right now out of tomorrow slate? You think that's the um, most important game? Yes. None of the other ones are good. Uh, they have you have Purdue playing Iowa. That's yeah, not as important as Penn State versus Michigan State. Oh, you're correct. Um, but it's oh goodness, I cannot wait for March Madness to happen. Yeah, we're no. gonna we're definitely gonna do a bracket. Yes. Our bracket show. I will be zero percent correct. I probably will. Should be. I give my? I'll give my upset bracket. That's a bad bracket to give. Let's see who's who's projected to be a 16 seed. They're winning the tournament. <laughs> North Carolina A and T. NC A and T. Ooh, the Aggies. Oh, is. Oh, the final will be. Right here, here first. Colgate. Versus Colgate. The Ivy. No, they're not Ivy. They're versus. Colonial. Does even be possible? Belmont. Be Belmont's a great shooting team. I've never. Yeah. They're a good team. Just kidding. I'll, I'll actually do a real bracket. Yeah. Um, Penn State will win. But I think that's all the time we have here. All right. Hold we on. went long today. Was... Uh, before you leave, I mean, not, we're going to be leaving today. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we're trying to get a more consistent upload schedule. Yes. So. Thursday. Thursdays will be our. Um, we're aiming. We're aiming, hopefully, to upload consistently on a Thursday. Every Thursday, um, you should have it by twelve a.m. Hopefully, 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 um, and obviously check out our blog. Check out our blog. Right? Stick to sports. You can find blog old episodes and articles. Yes. If you want to learn more about the XFL, you should just power read, rankings read updated those every week. Um, and also follow us on Twitter. Stick to sports podcast yes. on Twitter. We are available on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. A- basically, YouTube, anywhere you get a wherever podcast, you listen to podcasts, we're there. We're there. And subscribe, and or follow, or and review, the, and rate, and rate. Yeah, review and rate. That's the same thing. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's the same thing. We would appreciate it. Um, but it really helps us out. Yes, it does. And next episode, we will have Adam in for yes talking about free next episode NFL, our free, NFL free, free agency episode. Can't wait for that. So. Thank you for listening. This has been the Stick to Sports Podcast, where our opinions are the only ones that matter. This is Noah. This is Logan. No Adam, but he'll be here soon. Thank you for listening. It's Stick to Sports with Logan, Adam, and Noah.